This is a podcast about the manosphere, so it may contain references to extremist misogyny and violence, and it will definitely contain lots of swears. This is a podcast about the manosphere, so it may contain references to extremist misogyny and violence, and it will definitely contain lots of swears. Hey, Dan, uh, did you know that no one ever talks about men's mental health? Right. This is a bit awkward, Aileen, because this is the third episode in which we're doing just that. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Manosphere Debunked, the podcast where we debunk the Manosphere. I'm Aileen Barrett. On Instagram, you'll find me at Tinder Translators. And I am Dan, otherwise known as the Narcissist Psychologist on Instagram. And today is the third installment of our discussion around men's mental health. Now, to orientate those of you who haven't heard any of the previous episodes, we're just going to play you a very quick clip of UFC fighter Paddy the Baddy Pimblet. Yeah, we listened to this clip in the first episode of this discussion and we just wanted to play it again in case you haven't listened to that episode. Obviously go back and listen to it, because it's brilliant. And then we can carry on the discussion from there. Men just kill themselves and no one cares. We need to change it. There's no funding for men's mental health and it's the biggest killer for men between like 21 and 45. And no one talks about it. No one even mentions it, lad. So the part of that clip that we want to focus on today is the fact that Paddy says no one cares and no one ever talks about men's mental health or men's suicide, which I find quite interesting. Um, I don't know if you do, Aileen, because not to be too flippant and I'm not trying to be like really sarcastic or anything, but do you know what month we're in and kind of what the significance of this month is in terms of men. We are in the month of Movember, I believe. Yes, you're right. Um, We'll go through the history of Movember in just a little while. Okay. But how do you know that it's Movember? I'll tell you one way I know. Is that a leaflet mm-hmm. dropped through my door about it? And do you want to sort of just talk us through that leaflet? So it's a, it's a square fold-out leaflet. It's very well produced. This is, I would say, big production quality I don't know if you can say that about leaflets, but that's what it feels like. It says, the moustache is calling on the front of November. And then it says, men's health is in crisis, impacting men and boys across the country. It's time to unite and answer the call. And then it has some statistics about testicular cancer, prostate cancer, and the death by suicide, which are obviously all important things. And it also says, men's health is at a crossroads, but there's one group that's doing good for mankind and having fun while they're at it. That's the Movember people. Um, it also mm-hmm. has a an ad for VPNs on it, which I guess mm-hmm. is like the sponsorship for the leaflet. So that's how I know about it. Also because of like posts on Instagram. Yeah, it's exactly. So, and that's why I wanted to just sort of find out is because Movember is quite a huge international global movement. So mm-hmm. very briefly, uh, this is according to Wikipedia again, love a Wikipedia sort of <laughs> um, bit of research, which uh, says thus, Movember is an annual event involving the growing of mustaches during the month of November to raise awareness of men's health issues such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and men's suicide. It initially started in 2004 and raised awareness in Australia and New Zealand 
you know, mostly around prostate cancer, but then also depression. And then in 2007, events were launched in Ireland, Canada, Czech Republic, Denmark, El Salvador, Spain, the United Kingdom, Israel, South Africa, Taiwan, and the United States. And as of 2011, wow. Canadians were the largest contributors to the Movember charities of any nation. They are nice. The Canadians are nice, yes. <laughs> yeah, famously. And in 2012, the Global Journal listed Movember as one of the world's top 100 non-government organizations. Wow, that's yeah. big. Yeah. But no one cares about men's health, so I don't know how that's happened. Yeah, I think that's the thing that really strikes me as quite strange and quite odd, is that there is something mm -hmm. like this, the Movember charity, which started around raising awareness of men's health issues. I think there was a lot of uh, recognition that men die younger, that men have higher rates of deaths in relation to things like testicular cancer and all that kind of stuff. The original story goes back to like 1999 as well, where just um, a bunch of lads in, in order to raise awareness decided to um, grow mustaches and then it kind of quickly caught on and then it became an entire foundation. And you know mm -hmm. now we're here sort of almost 19 years later and you're getting pamphlets through your door with sponsorships from like NordVPN <laughs> and Laura Whitmore and her partner are, you know, yeah. they were, they did like a whole little thing for Movember. I drive past on my way to work and there are huge billboards, huge billboards. How can that be the case? No one talks about men's mental health. Exactly. And the thing that I really struggle with is that there is this very obvious, very big global movement that talks about this. Mm -hmm. And yet there is this commentary that comes from, again, sort of the manosphere influenced rhetoric that no one cares and no one talks about it. It really challenges me. <laughs> that for the last 20 years this has happened and people can still kind mm -hmm. of say publicly that no one cares about men's mental health and no one cares about men in general yeah. and no one talks about it um it's just very mm. jarring yeah it is and uh, we said this on the first episode but worth saying again we're not particularly going for paddy gimlet here he was talking his friend had just mm -hmm. died so like yeah. But it's just a really good example of he kind of, you know, is ha having an emotional reaction, but also has this thing in his head. And how does that get in his head? You mm -hmm. know, because. Yeah. Where does that message come from? And that's why we use the clip. Yeah. Because the first thing he says is, please talk to your friends because we'd rather we'd honestly rather you cry on the shoulder than we be carrying your coffin. Mm. And I think that that was it's such a powerful message in general to any gender. But yeah, it is jarring. And I, I wonder if it's something to do with, you know, maybe on a on an interpersonal level, men aren't talking about their mental health. Mm -hmm. So it's then, oh, well, nobody talks about it. But actually on a societal level, I'm mm. very aware of quite a lot of people talking about men's mental health. And I don't think that's a bad thing, by the way. But the idea that, you know, no one cares about men, no one talks about men, that's a really damaging message to put out there as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's not true. And it's not good for your mental health to think that nobody cares about you because of your gender. Absolutely. And I guess the other thing to think about is, you know, Movember is a charity organisation. And a, a lot of what mm -hmm. it does is fundraise to sort of put money into uh, charities that work with men across sort of physical and mental mm -hmm. health. Would you like me to read out uh, this from the Movember website? Yes. Over the last 20 years, we've raised 873.9 million for men's mental health. 
2022 in the UK alone, they raised £16.4 million during November. Quite quite a lot of money. And then it goes on to say that 80.2% of those funds raised were allocated to men's health projects, which is just phenomenal. But again, just to, to highlight that that is a lot of money raised by a lot of people mm-hmm. in a year, which I just think is counter to the argument that no one cares about it. So I guess you might think that one month dedicated to men's health and men's mental health might be enough, Aileen. Okay. But did you know that there is actually another month dedicated to the idea of men's health? Uh, No. Uh, Did I? I don't know. There's loads of months for everything. There Um, are. So it doesn't surprise me. But yeah. What's this one? June in America is also considered men's health month june is pride month so they need to back off (laughs) um but i guess this is where it gets a bit confusing because there are two entire months in a year that are allocated to thinking about men's health in some shape or form right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then do you know what does have a consistent day and date in november that's for men international men's day yeah. Do you know what the theme for this month's International Men's Day is? Is it men's mental health? It's zero male suicide. Which again, is it's another campaign that exists within the plethora of campaigns around raising awareness of, of men's mental health. So mm-hmm. that's where we currently stand at awareness, concern, and discussion around things that affect men's health and men's mental health. What are some of your thoughts mm-hmm. around that? Well, just that, like, what is it all about this? We don't care about men's mental health and we don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's my my main thought. It's like, what? We obviously do. Like, I do. <laughs> it seems a fiction to me to say that we don't. Perhaps sometimes we challenge the language that's used around it, or we ask for women's mental health to have space in the conversation too. But like the idea that nobody cares and nobody talks about it and no one's doing anything about it is just evidentially not true. Yeah, it's not based in fact, is it? You you shaved your beard off, in, you know, just for men's mental health. Poor, poor Dan's poor wife uh, <laughs> had to look at his bare face. Got to look at my actual face, yeah. 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 Um, not only that, she's got to look at my actual face with a potential CD mustache growing uh, throughout the month. So, yeah, we all make our sacrifices, don't we, for this mm-hmm. particular month? <laughs> now, I think I have a fairly broad awareness of the various different types of discussion around mental health that exist for different demographic populations. Yeah. The thing that I do notice is that there is quite a lack of discussion around women's mental health. And on that basis, I'm going to send you another little part of a blog that I wrote. (laughs) Plug in my own material. Still, three episodes later. (laughs) Just Wikipedia and Dan's blogs. That's uh, the kind of high quality research you're getting on this. (laughs) The blogs were well researched. You might as well use them, mate. So the name of the blog, um, it's a long title, but it basically is a discussion around consideration of sort of protected characteristics in and around the discussion of suicide. Snappy. You and your clickbait titles. (laughs) Okay. Another distinctive absence within the conversation of suicide is that of suicide within the female population. The common narrative that I have picked up on at least, is that males commit suicide at a rate three times that of females, but women engage in greater numbers of self-harm and have higher rates of suicidal thoughts, 
and then there is nothing much more said about that. However, there is evidence from the US to suggest that since 2007, there has been a steady decrease in the gap between male and female suicide rates in youth. What is concerning, though, is not that the rate of male suicide is decreasing, but rather the rate of female suicide is increasing. More locally, a 2020 article in The Telegraph notes that, according to data from the Office of National Statistics, suicides amongst girls and young women have hit a record high, with the rate increasing significantly since 2012. This increase was present across most age ranges, except for women aged 75 and older, where the rate of suicide actually decreased. The highest increase was noted in girls and women between the ages of 10 and 24, which rose 93.8% between 2012 and 2019, from 1.6 deaths per 100,000 to 3.1 deaths per 100,000. More recently, in 2022, The Telegraph published a further article noting that the rate of death by suicide in the same population group had once more risen to 3.6 deaths per 100,000. I didn't know that. Yeah. And following on from that, uh, more recently Mm. on Instagram, have you heard of CALM? Yeah. Which stands for the Campaign Against Living Miserably. They created a post in and around the Women's Football World Cup where they released a a post that said, every two days, a young woman dies in the UK by suicide. And that 27% of young women were dismissed as hormonal when they asked for help with their mental health. 33% of young women said they'd held back from asking for help to avoid looking dramatic or too emotional, and that 79% of suicides in women under under 25 had previously been assessed as low risk. So, yeah, so I guess there is often space held for the discussions around men's mental health, and by and large, that space is respected. But I find it quite surprising that there is a particularly significant gap or absence of the discussion around women's mental health and women's suicide rates, particularly given the statistics and the data that you and I have just read out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd be interested to know if male suicide was increasing. I guess it means it's staying level, does it, if the gap's decreasing? Yeah. Obviously, that's not good. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's not very good. high. Yeah, and I think you're right. It is because the, the rate and the level at which men take their life has been quite stable and I think I read somewhere that it's been quite stable for the last 30 years so it's right. not gone up or down which right. again is not ideal because obviously you'd want it to go down oh, yeah but what these articles and these posts are highlighting is that the rate of of suicide particularly in young women is starting to increase and therefore the gap is closing over time which is really quite worrying isn't it yeah definitely and I'd be interested to know what the comments were like on that post oh I can have a look I mean hopefully they'd be okay but I well there's a few reasons I haven't done this I have thought about doing a post about women's mental health a few times Mm -hmm. not to be Mm -hmm. provocative just to talk about it because I don't see it talked Mm -hmm. about specifically and I am a woman who my main health issue has always been mental health suicidal ideation uh you know depression anxiety all that great fun stuff that makes life and I I want to post about it but then I I know that there's going to be a response of yeah but men and it's like I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about men. I'm not saying that they don't have mental health issues. Just like when we talk about the rates of male suicide, people aren't saying that women don't die by suicide as well. 
Um, yeah, so I'd be interested to see if, if, if anyone had gone off in the comments on that post. Well, I have managed to find the top comment. Oh, God. Do you want me to read through the little yeah. back and forth? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Straight off the bat, three quarters of suicides are men, yet you choose to highlight specifically female suicide. What could possibly be the reasoning? Then somebody else goes on to say, this isn't invalidating the struggles of men at all. Just because this specific post is about women committing suicide, it doesn't mean they aren't advocating for men's mental health too. It's important mm -hmm. to have space to discuss female suicide attempts too. He's gone on to say then, problem is women's issues get endless attention and men's issues are either ignored or reduced to men can cry and should talk about their problems, ignoring any kind of systemic causes. The irony of him finding this one fucking post about women's suicide and, and saying what about men and then saying mm -hmm. women get endless attention. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you're literally like pushing back against a bit of attention. Bearing in mind that that post was timed specifically the around the Women's World Cup. And it highlighted one of the things um, that it says uh, in the post, over the course of the World Cup, more than 14 young women could die by suicide. That's the reason why it was posted at that particular time. Yeah. But yeah, that dude then obviously decided that that would be the appropriate time to do a bit of water battery. Yeah, and like... There are like whole charities, whole campaigns dedicated to men's mental mm -hmm. health, reducing suicide. But like, I don't go and seek out those fucking charities and write on their Instagram. Um, yeah. actually, every two days, what a young woman dies by suicide, and you don't even care mm -hmm. because I don't mm -hmm. think they don't care. I think you have to choose issues. You can't do everything at once. And if yep. you think that there are specific reasons that men die by suicide on, at a higher rate, or you think that there's specific reasons that young people die by suicide are more likely to die by suicide, then you talk about that and that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's like saying, oh, I've got a dog charity and then people being like, well, what about cat? But like, I don't know of a women's mental health charity. No, neither do I. I don't, you know, um, you mentioned the idea that there's obviously non-gendered mental health charities yeah. that exist. But at the same time, there are also a very particular set of charities aimed at men's mental health for the blog that I wrote. And I'm not going to get you to read another excerpt, I promise. But <laughs> I did a bit of an experiment. Um, you know, I did, I typed out like men's mental health charities and I got an entire list of them and I put them in the blog. And it did the same thing for women's mm -hmm. mental health charities. And there was crickets, the Google version of tumbleweeds. Yeah, there are women's charities. They tend to be f more, obviously, there's a lot of domestic mm, uh, violence, abuse charities yeah. and things yeah. like that. And there are like smaller things. And there's one called Wish, which is for like women with complex mental health needs okay. like, and who have been part of the, I mean, you'd be right up your street, actually. They've been in contact with mental health or criminal justice systems, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not just any woman, you know, it's kind mm -hmm. of very specific. Very specific needs, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's lots of charities about empowering women and girls and stuff like that. But there are also those for, for men. Which I guess maybe those charities may touch on elements of mental health or mental health. Yeah, but in terms of it being and, targeted. But yeah, yeah. And then there's there's obviously mental health stuff does more affect women disproportionately, like eating disorders. And obviously there mm -hmm. are charities for that, but they don't tend to gender themselves. Like I don't know any eating disorder charities that are only for women mm -hmm. and girls. You know, there doesn't need to be, um, by the way, not saying that there should be. But yeah, it's it just I just find it all a bit exhausting sometimes. Uh, it is a lot. And um, I think the thing that I always think about is 
like how much more awareness and how much more campaigning and how much more charity work needs to be done to counter this argument because there is a hell of a lot being done. I'm conscious of many men that I follow on Instagram talking about men's mental health, particularly in this in this month. Mm-hmm. This month it kind of goes up a whole hell of a lot, but actually they sort of maintain that conversation throughout the year. And that's the thing. You can find it quite easily. You don't have to hunt very far in order to find mm. some kind of connection and then build up quite a big resource network of either people who talk about it or ideas or things like that. So yeah, the question that I often sit with is how how much more awareness does need to be raised. Yeah. And I mean, for me, uh, I, as somebody who has, uh, I, in my teens, I uh, attempted suicide as somebody who has struggled and been treated for depression and anxiety and postnatal depression. I don't really vibe with like mental health awareness uh, weeks or months or days. I find them quite pithy. Like the comment you read out earlier, like the point that he made was, it was it's always just like men need to talk more and express their emotions. And it's like, cool, how do we do that? And I think that's really valid. And it's like that with mental health awareness day or like time to talk talk to someone go for a walk it's like all so individualized and what we need to look at is is societal issues like i've said it before i'll say it again universal basic income sort out a lot of people's mental health yep a more compassionate justice system a restorative justice system a less racist and sexist and homophobic and transphobic and all that stuff world there are lots of systemic things that make mental health worse and there's just there's it's so complex and i i mean at least with november they're actually raising money for programs that actually do things you know it's not mm-hmm. just awareness because i think awareness is sort of nice but it doesn't actually necessarily transfer into change and that's i think mm-hmm. what maybe the people who feel that no no one cares and, and that nothing's being done is that they aren't seeing change or they're seeing their friends die or they're seeing themselves feel isolated or other men feel isolated and that's the thing that's a real concern but it's not like that because nobody cares and it's certainly not like that because women don't care about men's mental health i think it's so important to just say on this podcast unequivocally women care about men's mental health but from a general humanistic standpoint yeah yeah just it just in general but also something is worth exploring i suppose is how how useful the kind of gendering of of mental health is in general i know more men die by suicide more women do acts of self-harm but like a lot of times when i see stuff written about men's experience in mental health i think oh that's me you know Mm -hmm. whether it's not wanting to be a burden so not talking Mm -hmm. to anyone feeling like you need to be strong for your family Mm -hmm. or like not feeling like you have friends you can go to lots of women feel like that too and i don't say that on posts because i'm not a dickhead well i am but you know <laughs> i'm a different genre i don't go into men's comments and say well actually women feel like this too because yeah. i know how it'll sound but yeah. i maybe we could have like a more general human conversation about it yeah. and maybe that would be actually helpful because it would stop putting these kind of oppositional things in in a conversation that actually should be about shared humanity and shared compassion but you know <laughs> i'm just a dreamer dan <laughs> what can i say <laughs> Yeah, so I've heard people make similar statements. And I guess that's the reason why I wrote those two blogs where I thought about why it is helpful in some instances to think about that. On the one hand, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree in the sense that on an individual level, people can have experiences of isolation, helplessness, hopelessness, all that kind of stuff. But I think the way in which the intersectional lens maybe helps is to think about the reasons why somebody might have the universal feeling of loneliness or why somebody mm-hmm. might have the universal feeling of helplessness. Mm-hmm. It might be around 
experiences of discrimination on the basis of uh, racism, homophobia, transphobia, mm-hmm. sexism, misogyny, all those kind of things. It, it kind of needs to also be thought about that in those particular ways, because applying mm-hmm. a general, like, like you were saying, applying a general, just go for a walk or speak to your friend or sort of do <laughs> yeah. more exercise or take a, you know, an yeah. ice, uh, do an ice plunge, all of that stuff, <laughs> like, you know, how accessible is that? I guess to conclude the episode, it's, you know, the the Manosphere idea that no one cares and no one talks about it and that it's not very often spoken about, I don't think is 100% based in reality. Um, I think... No. We... Really? <laughs> you mean extremist misogynists have not got a clear view of what the world is actually like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their um, their views might be slightly skewed by their inherent mm-hmm. bias about the world. I think it's fair to say that um, there is quite a strong movement globally that is invested in thinking about men, thinking about their mental health, and actually mm-hmm. creating awareness and conversation, and actually trying to do some good in relation to that. I think that's true, and I, yeah, I just I wish people would choose their their language more carefully when they want to talk mm. about the difficulties that men face if they could do that without pushing this narrative that nobody cares and nobody wants to talk about it, that would be really useful because they're doing it on fucking the BBC or like on Radio 4 Today programme. And it's like, well, if no one cares and no one wanted to talk about it, you wouldn't be on the bloody show. So, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. So maybe use that time to actually talk about like what, okay, so not why doesn't no one care or not men need to talk to each other more. Actual real concrete stuff what can we actually do societies to systemically maybe we could you know dismantle some gender roles that aren't helpful and that's not blaming men for their own problems that's blaming a systemic thing that is happening listen to our patriarchy Mm -hmm. episode um you know you know that would just be such a better way to approach this problem but i don't know people are so so married to this idea that no one cares about men's mental health that it's becomes more of the conversation than actually caring yeah. about men's mental health <laughs> yeah uh, i think a lot more energy gets put into proving that people do actually think about men's mental health and do care rather than mm. actually maybe trying to focus on the wider issues of why men might struggle and what might contribute to their poor mental yeah. health or their sort of decisions to take their life um, definitely which, yeah which which is if you ask me uh, a much more necessary and pertinent um thing that needs to be done and discussed mm-hmm. And I mean, even Movember does it to a certain extent. There's men's health is in crisis. Mm. In what way? I don't think that the death rates of by suicide or from cancers that specifically affect people with penises and testicles and prostates. You know, they don't, they're not going up. It's not suddenly spiking. Yeah. So like they're, they're kind of using that same rhetoric, mm. but it's, yeah, it's just so much more, much more nuanced and, and just actually when you talk to most people, it's just not true yeah. that people don't care. Yeah. No, it's not. I think people care more than, um, is known about. That's not right. I think people, <laughs> never mind. scratch that. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, let people care, all right? Just leave us alone. Yeah, people do care. People care. People do care. People yeah. care. Debunked. There you go. I care. You care. And that's all that matters. Uh, not quite sure about that one, but okay.
If you enjoyed today's episode of Manosphere Debunked, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you listen. You can also send questions, suggestions and thoughts to manosphere-debunked at gmail.com. All of the materials referenced in this podcast are linked in the show notes. Sometimes the two are conflated and June is also then considered Men's Mental Health Month and then November is also considered Men's Health Month. But irrespective of that... I'm so confused. Do you want me to explain that again? (laughs) No, please don't.